0: Today is the first Sunday of the month, so it is Mission Sunday. So we will be picking up uh, a missions offering for Mexico. But before we do that, we're going to wait till the end because we have the young man with us that uh, has started in his over Mexico ministries and who's been one of our overseers since Brother Francis, our founding pastor, and he has so graciously continued to serve as one of our overseers with Pastor Todd and now my wife and I. So with no further ado, why don't you welcome Brother Larry Myers as he comes up with us today? Yes, amen. We're going to do something a little different today. We're going to, we're going to sit down and, and uh, have a discussion, but he also has a word for you as well. Um, Whichever, oh, over here, Brother Larry, your mic's over here. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, come on. Amen. So, Brother Larry, why don't we start out with uh, for those that don't know you? Why don't you tell us when you started Mexico Ministries? How long ago did you start it?
1: Forty-five, Forty-five years ago, I started it. <laughs>
0: Forty-five years ago, he started Mexico Ministries and pitched a tent right on the side of the mountain. He was Absolutely. A, He was a pastor of a thriving church in Texas, and yes. the Lord called him to Mexico, didn't know any Spanish, Went there, and 45 years later, here here we are. So, uh, as I told y'all, you know, my wife and I, and my girls, we went to uh, Mexico, went to Chiapas with Brother Larry back in June. It was our girls' first mission trip, and so we're going to show you a few pictures here in a minute. Uh, and so, kind of, and then we're going to talk about the ministry. But uh, in, before I start showing the pictures, tell us what's going on. Maybe something right now, Brother Larry, uh, that a, a big project that y'all are doing, or something that's close to your heart or the vision for, for Mexico Ministries right now and into the future?
1: Well, I just got back from Mexico uh, last week, just built a brand new church, uh, had a, a great trip, and uh, I've already booked another one for February with probably the greatest workers that uh, I've ever had. Uh, I say that because they're here this morning. I wonder if Tickfall would stand. The men from Tickfall, where are you? The hardest working men of all. So I'm going to put them to the test in February. Yeah, they have to show up now, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs)
0: Amen, amen. Well, you know, I was reading this morning in, in, in Psalms, in Psalms 37, uh, verse 5, it says this, Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust Him, and He will help you. And I begin to think about you, Brother Larry. He committed this work to Mexico 45 years ago. Uh, many of you know him. You've heard him preach. He comes Labor Day weekend every year, uh, and, and you know, and and the Lord has helped Brother Larry what you say, Brother Larry? He's helped you every step of the way, right? Every step. And so you see that. So, so this morning, as I mentioned, like we, we did when the, the uh, crew came back from uh, Costa Rica and show you all a, a few uh, pictures and stuff, we were waiting because we knew Brother Larry would be coming uh, this weekend. So we're going to start going through and show you some of the work, but it's, it's not just of, of my wife and I my my daughter's trip, but it shows you the, the work that's been going on, as he says, and it's only a drop in the bucket. We were only there one week. Right. And so he has built and planted churches from border to the border and coast to coast right, exactly. all through Mexico. That's so, right. so Doug, why don't we start that out? So some of the these are some of the churches that big old beautiful churches up in the mountains right here at Chinelo uh, that we we traveled all through. Uh, so you can keep going, Doug. Uh, just one of many. Uh, that's Cassie and I and Brother Larry and then Pastor Carlos and his wife Barbara. Uh, and and so we'll tell you a little bit more about Pastor Carlos here in a minute. So that's another church. That's the inside of that, that little bitty church, if you can tell. You can hear the sarcasm in my voice, right? It's a huge church. And I don't remember, Brother Larry, if it was this one. Is this the church that got turned sideways? I don't know if you can see over there. I have the pictures behind. Uh, is that the one? No, I don't think that was it because that's how I wasn't done. Keep going, Doug. I don't know if I have that one up there. So this is, this is a, a cool story, this little church right here. So you see this church is up in a mountain, but you can see the mountain goes up. Uh, behind it. So go to the next picture, Doug. You see this big old patch right here? A boulder came down the mountain and busted a hole, went through the church, and busted a hole in the church. Yes. Right, Brother Larry? Yes. And so they had to patch it, as you can tell. They patched it so they can continue to have service, so they can continue to meet there, right? But then go to the next slide. But now they're building an even bigger church. Yes. Right up the mountain, amen? Thank God. Yes. And so when you see this, let me pause. I don't want to go too fast. No, when you see this, Brother mine. Larry, he, he's, he's, he's the head of all this. The Lord's using him and he coordinates with Pastor Carlos to, to build. So we looked at three churches. Brother Larry, anything you want to say about these in, in general?
1: We just keep doing what God says. That's it.
0: Amen. Amen. And you see things like that where, you know, how discouraging that could be to have a boulder come through your church, right? Yes. Yes. And thank God nobody was in there. Nobody Amen. was, was, was having service because yes. they patched it. That was, that was actually a hole. Like the rock came bow that went yes. actually through the wall right. and was was sitting in the church. Yes. But God is so good. Whenever, you know, something like this happens, God goes even bigger. Amen? Yes. Amen. You can go to the next one, Doug. And so look at this big, beautiful church. Now, this church didn't start like this. So we got to go and, and be a part of, of uh, just when every one of these churches. I think almost everyone. We met the pastors and got to visit with them and pray with them. We have tons of pictures, of course. We didn't want to take up too much time. But this is the church today. Here's the inside of it. Beautiful, beautiful church. Yes. Keep going, Doug. Now, I don't know if you can see this. I hope you can because this is the progression of the church. In 1992, it was just a little small wood church. It's kind of hard to see off to the left. Well, I don't know which one was in between. Was it, was it between 92 and 98 when the accident happened? It was. So this church is also on the side of the mountain. If you saw the big churches and you could maybe see there, you see kind of the road going up. The church is positioned there on the side of the mountain. And one night, 2.30 in the morning, a dump truck was coming through, missed the curve because it curves right there. The dump truck flipped over upside down and went through the roof of the church. Like the truck was inside of the church, right? It
1: was, absolutely.
0: Inside the church. So again, praise God. What if that happened on a Sunday morning when they were having service? Oh. The tragedy, how many people? So both this boulder and 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 this truck. Now, I mean, that just shows you, again, It just not just about building churches, but God's hands upon amen. his people, amen? amen, and upon this ministry and amen. upon uh, Brother Larry. So after that, they rebuilt it. They went from a smaller wood church to a bigger one in 1998. And then you just saw in 2009, they finished the third beautiful church right there that yeah. they had, right? Hallelujah. And so, again, when the devil tries to take out some of God's work, God just goes bigger and better. Amen?
1: Hallelujah. And it's still, Amen. it's
0: still going today. Amen. Amen. So the next picture. Um, so this is actually uh, Pastor Alex's church uh, up in Shinelo, uh, uh at the Bible College. And so when we went, my wife and I, this is the inside of it. When my wife and I, the last time we went to Chiapas, when we were at Chinelo, we were youth pastors here, and we took a group. The church was, babe, would you say, not even half that size? I don't even think half that size 15 years ago. Brother Larry, you tell me, 15 years ago, that church was maybe a quarter
1: of that? Exactly. And I started by pitching my one-man tent on that hill. There was nothing. And out of that, this is what you... This beautiful church right here.
0: Amen. And right next door is, is the Bible College. So if you go on, Doug, I was honored, uh, that Wednesday night to preach in Pastor Alex's church. This is Johnny, one of the, the young men that serve in the church. And he, he was, he was translating because up there in, in Chinelo, uh, the local people, some of them speak Spanish, but the, the local dialect, it's indigenous people. They speak Sotseal. Yeah. So the first time I ever went to Mexico, uh, they have to translate it twice. I would preach in English, then it would go from English, uh, uh, to to Spanish, Spanish, then Spanish to Sothiil
1: exactly.
0: for the indigenous people. But Johnny is actually from from there. He's born and raised in Chinelo, right. moved mm-hmm. to the states. He learned English, lived in the states for quite a while, and moved back. So he was able to translate from English straight to Socio, right. uh while I was preaching. So right. thank you, Brother Larry. It was an honor to to preach in uh, Pastor uh, Alex's church, and then afterwards, uh, you know, Pastor Alex is another one of the. The many pastors and leaders, hundreds and hundreds yes. of pastors and leaders yes. under Brother Larry, uh, a spiritual son of his. And then they invited uh, Cassie and my girls. We went to eat uh, supper that night at Pastor Alex's house. Might be next. I'm not sure. Yeah, there we are at Pastor Alex's house. So if you see, there's yeah. Pastor Carlos and Barbara on the left. Pastor Alex and his wife are next to them. Then Brother Larry sitting on his throne right there. Amen. <laughs> the, the, the king of Mexico. No, not really. Uh, and so and then me and Cassie. And then this is this is cool. This is uh, Pastor Carlos uh, and Barbara's uh, three boys with our three girls. This is actually under the tree next to that big church where the dump truck uh, fell in it. That, that huge. one. after we we visited with them and prayed with them. And let me stop here and stay right here. you good. We're good on time, Brother Larry. He's checking like I want to make sure I have enough time, brother. Wrap this thing up. So so we got we got time. You know, we were talking, we were visiting with Brother Larry yesterday, me and Pastor Ty. We were having lunch together. And, you know, I just want to, you know, you you see this group here that are building churches. I met Brock, one of the guys before. You see the incredible work, again, just a drop in the bucket. But let me tell you what I witnessed firsthand while we were there. Our our kids did sitting underneath those beautiful trees. You can see the mountains. We're having a a very authentic homemade meal right there under those trees. And a lady walks up, and she begins to talk to him in Spanish, and she begins to cry and uh, and he's just loving on her. Brother Larry's crying too. They're hugging, and, and and we asked what was going on. What was she saying? And what she was saying was how thankful she was that Brother Larry. She missed him and hadn't seen him in years. This is one of these local ladies up in the mountains in, in Chinelo, and that she didn't know if she'd ever see him again. Hmm. And so she was just crying and just loving on him. Y'all remember that? And it just shows you the impact that Brother Larry and, and his ministry uh, over the, all these years, you know, it, you can tell he doesn't just go in there, build churches, and he's out of there. He loves these people.
2: Yeah. He's
0: given his life for, yes. for Mexico and for these people. Yes. So I was just reminded that just sitting under those trees, the power and the testimony of that. And I think, was it right here, Brother Larry, where a lady's husband had died as yes. well? Yes. Yes. And so he was praying. We prayed for her. He was praying for her and just loving on her, yes. you know, at that time. So, um, so yeah, you can continue on, Doug. Uh, so this is, uh, my wife, uh, me and my girls, uh, doing a little painting at the Bible college right there, uh, around where the, the where they cooked the kitchen area. We were doing a little work. It was our girls' first mission trip. And so we wanted to serve in any way we could while we was there. So, so we did a, a little bit of painting there. I tell you what, I used to paint for a living and you can't see it, but looking out. The the mountains of Mexico. I never had any view like that painting in Las Vegas, Louisiana. <laughs> it was it was a blessing painting that those handrails and it was even with the sun beating on us, it was cool and and beautiful. So beautiful yes. country, beautiful people. You yes. can continue on, Doug. Um and so here's a children's ministry we're able to be a part of. So Pastor Carlos uh and Barbara. Barbara actually started, she has her own ministry, nonprofit. Yes. Obviously, worked closely because uh brother Carlos is Brother Larry's spiritual son. But as she does these children's outreaches, I believe once a week. Is that right, Brother Larry? Once a week. So my wife and my girls were able to go and be a part of that. You can see they're teaching them a Bible lesson right here. Uh, and then there's a little short video of my girls uh, just playing with the kids uh, right there. So, you know, it's kind of like a mini VBS, right? There's a lesson. There was some snacks, uh, playing with the kids, uh, just just loving on them. So the girls got to... Had to play with that. <laughs> My girls are laughing because they were like, I don't think those kids was liking that toy too much. There's some of them kids is just like, really? This is it, you know, kind of thing. Not really, but we had other stuff to do as well. And we're just playing some games and having some fun with them. So, so that was a Thank blessing. Uh, continue on, uh, Doug. All right. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to land here and, 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 and wrap up my portion here so, so Brother Larry can share with you. But again, I mentioned this is Pastor Carlos on the left and his wife Barbara. The last day we was there, Brother uh, Larry had to fly in a day uh, early back to the States. So we, we spent the day with, with Pastor Carlos and Barbara and their three boys that you saw in that picture earlier. And, and Brother Carlos is, is, is Brother Larry's spiritual son. Yes. And, and I'm gonna have him share about him a little bit, but for us, you know, going there, seeing some of the work, been able to serve in our girls' first trip. Uh, it was a great trip, but I didn't realize till I got there that this was a strategic trip. Because even though Brother Larry is still a young man, there's going to come a day where obviously he won't be able to do the ministry anymore. And Pastor Carlos is already overseeing how many churches does he oversee? All of them. All of them, which is in the hundreds. One in the hundreds. hundreds of churches and pastors. Yeah. He's really, he he oversees all of them. Yes. And so he's a spiritual son. So Pastor Carlos is going to be the one to take the baton whenever Brother Larry, when his day's up or he's in glory, it's Brother Carlos and his wife Barbara who are going to take over. And so us being able to go and spend time with him. Now we met Pastor Carlos years ago. He was actually pastoring the church in Tuxla, a big church there. I didn't, I didn't send to show any pictures of that. His brother's now leading it. But now he's overseeing the whole thing. So we felt like it was a very strategic trip because we've always had a relationship with Brother Larry. Since I got saved here 21 years ago, I've been knowing Brother Larry, and, and as an overseer. Uh, but but this is a generational ministry, just like this church is generational, right? I'm the third pastor here. Me and, and Pastor Tyler both spiritual sons who got saved in this church and started pastoring the church. It's the same thing with Pastor Carlos. So I'm assuring uh, Brother Larry that. In the years to come, we're going to continue to support Mexico Ministries. We're going to continue to send teams down there. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to continue to love on Thank them. You. So tell us a little bit about Pastor Carlos, your spiritual son, and how y'all met and and, and whatnot.
1: Carlos is a, a jewel. He's a precious man. He came to meet me when I was near Acapulco in uh, Atoya caught a bus, and rode it up there, no money to get back home and on. He came in and told me he was sent by his father-in-law. And so we talked. I blessed him. I sent him home with enough money to go back. And from that day on, it's only been uphill all the way, all the way. And we're at a level that he, give him a big hand. Yes, amen. He loves the people. He travels from one end of Mexico to the other, from one coast to the, to the next one. We have churches, unbelievable amounts. And he goes wherever there's a need. Wherever there's a pastor's problem, wherever there's something, he's there. He's a wonderful, great guy, and I'm thankful that you're going to continue to be with him. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. He really is. Just, again, like father, like son, just a very humble man, Uh, just loves the Lord, you know, just really. And he's been through a lot of trials and tribulations. We can talk about that another day, but the Lord really took him through when he was pastor and now overseeing and and just honors Brother Larry, serves Everyone, when we were there, as you can tell, uh, Brother Larry's just a little bit slower than he used to be back
1: in the day. Right, Brother Larry? I put the roof on every church we built for all of those years. Wow. But I don't do it anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm telling you, he could not get up without a few people always coming around him. Whether it be Pastor Carlos, Pastor Alex, Pastor Carlos, his sons, his youngest son, everyone was always willing to help and guide him. Yeah. When we were, he was showing us churches in, up in Chinelo in the mountains, and we'd have to walk, we'd get out the van, and he always said there was somebody on each side of him, and then going down these mountains, we'd be walking, somebody would, would grab the back of his, his belt, and he said he called that person his brakes. Freños.
1: <laughs> Espanol Franos. Brakes. Franos. <laughs> brakes. Oh, let me go to, brakes. Hold on. <laughs>
0: And it's true. They, they, again, they love him and, and they honor him. But later on in Psalm 37, I was reading this morning, verse 34 says, Put your hope in the Lord, travel steadily along his path, and he will honor you by giving you the land. And again, I begin to think that, Brother Larry, you've, you've, you've traveled steadily down the path of the Lord. All your life, all your your saved life since you've been in ministry, both as a pastor, now as a missionary. Yeah. And I just think about it at that. And he will honor you by giving you the land. Now there's churches and congregations literally all over the landscape of Mexico. That's true. And what a what a, a great blessing. Amen. And so uh, you know, I wanted to just give y'all a little recap and just talk a little bit about Mexico ministries. Uh, but Brother Larry, he has he has a word. I said, I still want you to preach. I said, uh, so I said, you can preach sitting down. Jesus preached sitting down in the Bible, right? It said he sat down and he taught them. So, uh, so amen. So brother Larry, why don't you share what the Lord's put on your heart for this church? Well,
1: I'll do it. He keeps calling me old. (laughs) I have no idea where he gets that from. (laughs) I told him I'm asking God to allow me to reach 90 years old, it's only four years from now, but active. I've built already this year. We have built four churches already this year. Amen. And I, I Amen. just came back last week. And so I'm asking God. I want to make Nanny active, but don't tell God anything. Don't 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 surprise anything because when i get to Nani, i'm gonna ask you for a few more years (laughs) i love working with the mexican people i dream of the mexican people i've given my life for the mexican people and there's no better people in all of the world than these people wonderful Roxanne, wherever you are, thank you for going to be with Mary Lou last week. She taking etouffee of all things. Crawfish etouffee. Come on. Oh, so Roxanne, thank you. And I thank all of you for praying for Mary Lou. She wants to be here, but she can't. My, when I came in last week from Mexico, my boys, my two sons, Talked to me and said, Dad, we don't think Mom's going to make it. That's what's on my heart. But together we continue, and God is good. We've been married 66 years. Come on. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So anyway, I want to preach before this. The gentleman here cuts, the, uh, cuts me off.
0: <laughs> Saw he was looking at his watch. He wanted to make sure he had his time.
2: Yeah.
0: You I'm, go on, Brother Larry. Like I'm Pastor Ties to say, he's one of my overseers. I'm going to cut him off. He can fire me if he wants. And so he got
1: all the time he, he wants. Tickfall, father, you hear that? <laughs> I, I can fire not only here. I can fire a little bit further down the creek as well. <laughs> I I want to speak to you something very powerful, very important. It could save your life. Winston Churchill said, never, never, never give up. So my message to you today, do not give up whether Mary Lou lives or not every day we sit on the couch and i said don't give up don't give up never ever give up there will be time i want to read you if you if you have it here the text do you have, can you show out the, uh, the text? Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. Let us draw near to God with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We're talking about Jesus Christ seated at the Father's right hand, making intercession for us. But he says, in the time of need, there will be needs in our life. I'm sure that there are people right here that have needs in your life. You talk to, you ask for prayer, special prayer, needs in our life. And then He said in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, make sure that your character is free from the love of money. Being being content with what you have. Listen to this. For he himself said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. That's your God. So you don't give up. Winston Churchill's message was very short. Mine's going to be a little bit longer. But he's a, he was the prime minister of England. 1941, in the middle of World War II, they asked him to give a commencement speech. He stood up and he said, never, never, never give up and sat down. Very short but very powerful. And I reiterate that tonight today. Don't give up. Hold on because we still have a God who is able to meet your needs. Even
2: in devastating
1: Times I looked up the word devastation. What does devastation mean? Severe, overwhelming shock and grief. I won't take a long time, but I could speak for ages on Job. What what Job went through in his life. He was the greatest man of the East. He had all the wealth you could imagine, all the respect you could ask for. Job was a powerful man, a godly man. And then Satan comes in, and one by one, the, the disaster came. <clears throat> he lost all of his animals, all his camels were all stolen, and the servants were killed. Oxen were plowing, donkeys feeding by the side of them. Enemies came, stole his animals, killed the servants. One after the other, they came to Job and, uh, to, to Job and said, I'm the only one to survive, and I came to give you the news—bad news, bad news, bad news. But Job never gave up. Not one time did he ever gave, give up. He continued on. Never cursed God. Never blamed God. He continued to be uh, uh to believe
2: and. He lived to
1: be a hundred and forty years old after the storm had settled. When the storm settled in Job's life, when it was all over, he still lived a hundred and forty years, and God restored every single thing that Satan had done. Everything that you God. He did that because he can. I want to go on? I want to give you some personal examples. Uh, perf- uh, personal examples. Young man in our church in Atoyak, near Acapulco. Just a young man decided he wanted to go. Take a drive with his family up the mountain. Five members of his family. His mother, his grandmother, and siblings, and Jose. Driving up the mountains.
2: I wish you had put that slide on. That's the church in Atoyak.
1: What happened was he lost control of his car and went head over heels down the mountain, rolling, tumbling, and when it came to a stop at the bottom of the mountain, he got out of the car and he was the only one alive. All of his family was dead. That's awesome catastrophe.
2: Devastation. But the
1: definition is severe, overwhelming, shock, and grief. How can you survive that? How can you not blame God? How can you, how can you even live? You just lost the entire family that you have, and you're standing there. He told me, he said, they lined up the coffins, and there was five coffins, one by one by one, lined up. It is only a young man, but he never gave up. He refused to give up. He continued to be in the worship Band at the church. He made a little trinket out of out of a coconut shell to sell to make it. Never give up. Never blame God. Continue to worship in that church. Now he's two years ago. Two years ago we had a meeting. Carlos was with me. We had a meeting laid hands on Jose, and installed him as pastor of that beautiful three-story church in Atoya. Pastor of the church, because he never gave up. What even better than that? We just finished him a brand new three-bedroom, three-bathroom house. Never gave up, never complained, never turned his back on God, but God restored everything, gave him a beautiful wife, beautiful child, pastor of that great church, because he never gave up. Imagine that. Let me go
2: on a little bit further.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, I could spend a little time talking about myself, about not giving up. I wanted to make sure that I don't go over time because I would hate to have to fire this guy for looking at his watch.
2: In January, I was
1: getting ready to return back to Texas. I fell backwards in my little bathroom. My house is just a little, little, about, about the size of your bedroom. That's my entire house. I fell backwards and hit my head on the back of the bathtub. Couldn't get laid on the, on the bathroom floor. Eight hours. Did not have the strength to pull myself up to get out. Next morning, they come to get me. Time to leave to go to Veracruz to fly home. The door was locked. I'm saying, break it down. Break it down. I have to get out of here. They broke the door down, put me in a vehicle, drove three hours to the airport. Traffic horrible. Construction horrible. Got to the airport. Carlos runs into the airport, and they said, "Your plane just left five minutes ago." We have we have one flight a day from Veracruz to Houston. We have one ticket available tomorrow.
2: It's first class. It
1: cost me six, six hundred to fly down. Gonna cost me thirteen hundred to fly back.
2: <clears throat> I went home. Five days later, I had back surgery. <clears throat> went to every neurologist. Neurosurgeon, doctors after doctors. They said, You probably have a a bleed, brain bleed, they call it. I said, I can't help it. My wife cannot take care of me. Forget it.
1: Don't operate. Then they said we take one more x-ray, one more MRI, one more examination. Then they came out and said, you don't have to worry about it. Everything's all right. All because I did not give up and just finished our fourth church. Take four. I hope to goodness you're able to take your end of the bargain in in February. We don't give up. We do not give up. We continue on because God is still God and can do it for us. God bless you. I love you. Thank you all for coming and being with us. Pastor yours. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, brother Larry, I'm gonna I'm gonna close it out here in a minute, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to pray over us uh, once we wrap it up, because there may be some people in here, and I was praying for you this morning because brother Larry shared with us what what he was gonna be preaching this morning, and I was as I was praying for you this morning, just thinking that there may be some people in here that you've been thinking about giving up, and you think about the story of this young man lost his whole family in one car accident. He was the one driving, by the way, too. So. So, But what, look what God has done. He's a modern-day Job story, amen? amen? And now he's got a beautiful wife, child, pastoring a church. And uh, and so you may be in here today. I, w- I was continued on as I was reading in, in Psalm, Psalm 39, 4 through 7. I want to wrap it up with this. Uh, and then in a minute, I'm going to have Brother Larry pray over us, then we're going to pr- pick up the offering. But it says this. This is King David speaking. He said, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us but a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. Come on, we get busier and we rush more and more every day, right? We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My hope is in you. My only hope is in you. This is the words of King David. If you feel like giving up today, you need to put your hope in Jesus Christ alone. So I want to ask you this morning, have you put your hope in Christ alone for for this life, what you're going through right now? Maybe you're going through the trial of your life. Or have you put your hope in Christ for eternity. If you haven't, I want to challenge you and encourage you to, to do that right now. Would you just do me a favor and just bow your head with me if you don't mind? Just out of reverence for the Lord and respect for those around you. And if you say, Brandon, you know what? I, I I don't know if I've, if if I've put my hope in Christ or I know I I feel, I feel hopeless right now or I'm not sure. I'm not guaranteed. Uh, I, I don't have this guarantee in me, this assurance that if I died, like those those precious people on the side of that mountain years ago. Mm. Where would you be spending eternity? We know that. We all know that, That as David said, our life is but a breath. You may be a young person in here and say, well, yeah, I'm going to live many, many years. You don't know that. We we can get killed going home today from church. I'm not saying that to be more, but it's just reality. So if you say, Brandon, I'm not sure where I would spend eternity if, if my life would end today. But I want to put my hope and faith and trust in Christ and his work on the cross. I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven. If that's you, just lift up your hand. Would you lift up your hand and say, that's me. That's me. I see hands going up all over the auditorium. If you're watching at home, come on, just lift up your hands as well. Lift them up to the Lord. Come on, lift both hands up as a sign of surrender. And I want to just pray. And I want to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, that word believe means to trust. And you confess with your mouth that Jesus says, Lord, you shall be saved. Would you pray with me, those of you that lifted your hands, and the rest of us as a, as a church family, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying in my place. Lord, I know that I've sinned, and I repent of my sin. I surrender my life to you today. Would you help me, Lord Jesus? I put my hope and my trust in you alone for this life and the life to come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Come on, can we rejoice this morning? Yes. Hey, if you've made that decision uh, today, fill out the connection card in the in the chair in front of you. watching it online. There's a link to fill out the connection card. Let us know you made that decision. We want to pray for you. We got a Bible for you. you can bring that card to the info center. My wife and I would love to meet you. I'm sure Brother Larry uh, would love uh, to meet you uh, as well. So now if you feel like you're one of those people that you've you, feeling like giving up and, and I believe this was a, a word of the Lord for you this morning. I'm asked Brother Larry would you pray over us Brother Larry?
1: Just before I pray, I want I was honest with you. I shared everything about me, Mary Lou, everything. I want you to be honest with me. Is there a need in your life? Is there something difficult for you I want you to stand up one by one if there's a need in your life and you desperately need God remain standing I'm not embarrassing you I'm telling you sharing my heart with you see this pastor yes sir these are needs these are people that are hurting. These are people that need pastoring, need friends, needs prayer, needs help, needs the Almighty God. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see these people standing here. Lord, you, you are able. You are able. You said you would never leave them nor forsake them we ask you Lord in the name of Jesus whatever that need is Lord that you'll stand with them and you'll be overcoming with them and Lord you will bring them out of that problem to stand and worship you in the house of God in the name of Jesus whatever that need is Lord we give that need to you knowing that you're not going to let us down. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you,
0: Brother Larry. Amen. Come on, just receive that. If I can get the ushers to come on down. And, and, and as you can see, uh, I wanted you to hear from him. As you can see from some of the pictures. And, and, and again, these, these brothers that have drove here you know from Tickfall to come be with us at, and it, it it's it's a uh, it's as we say every we, uh, every month we pick up a missions offering uh we love being in relationship we only pick up missions offering with people that we're in relationship with because we know where the finances are going we know the work that it's it's uh being planted and fertile Saw you, Amen. So come on, I'm gonna I'm stand now, and just you can stay standing. I wanna, I wanna pray. Let's pray over over Mexico Ministries, Brother Larry, and Miss Mary Lou, and I wanna pray over you that are that are given. Father, I just thank you for Brother Larry, thank you for Miss Mary Lou, thank you for the great work, 45 years and counting that they're doing in Mexico and even in the states. As even today, as he comes here with this timely word and 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 shares the word of God in his heart and. And praise over us, Lord. I just thank you, uh, that, Lord. I know you're doing a great work in and through him, Lord. I pray you would continue to do so. Give him and this Mary Lou grace and peace and comfort as they move forward. Lord, as, as we pick up this offering today, may, Lord God, every single seed that is sown, I know it's going to be planted in fertile ground. May it continue to produce fruit in Mexico and in those that are giving 30, 60, and a hundred fold that you would continue to be glorified and that the people of Mexico continue to be saved And healed, delivered, filled with your spirit, Lord, disciples, and many leaders and pastors will continue to be raised up. We pray over Pastor Carlos and Miss Barbara right now as well. Continue to use them, Lord, as the next generation of leaders that can continue on in the days ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Y'all can go ahead and pick that up. We love you, Brother Larry. Such a blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead. Love you, too. Thank you for taking me and my family in June, too. It was a blessing. We look forward to doing it again. We hadn't even left yet. My girls were already asking us, can we come back next year? So it was their first mission trip, and they were blessed. And as they give let me just share one thing. I think I might have y'all, told you all this, how good God is. My wife's first ever mission trip when she was 14 years old was to Chiapas, Mexico. Her heart for missions got birthed right there in Mexico with brother Larry and brother Russell and all those guys. And all these years later, we became youth pastors. We took a couple teams down to Chiapas. And all these years later, we have our three girls. We take on their first trip. Uh, and our twins were 14 and our, our youngest is 13. And so we got to take them back to Chiapas, the very place where my, my wife's heart was. Uh, birth with missions in Mexico. She still loves the Mexican people. Amen. shes I'm, I'm messing her up right now. She's tearing up as I said. She's traveled with me to Central America and the Caribbean. And, and uh, I will get y'all to pray for us. We're leaving tomorrow to Israel and we've gone all kind of, yes, amen. But I tell you what, yes, I'm going to get you to pray. We'll close out and get you to pray for us. Uh, but her heart burns for Mexico. She says all the time, Brother Larry is her hero. And he really, he really is. What a great man of the faith. I don't know if you realize that Brother Larry, he's a general in the faith. He really is. He's a father in the faith. He's a general. What a great blessing that. Thank you, Brother Larry, for continuing to be our overseer and, and helping us, loving us and, and praying for us. Uh, such a blessing. Why don't you stand up with me and let's close out in prayer. And we do. We covered your prayers. My wife and I, Pastor Rob and Michelle and, and a, a good, good group is uh, leaving tomorrow. Some are leaving tonight to go to Houston. We fly to Houston tomorrow at 345. We're heading to Israel for 10 days. Yes. Amen. We're excited. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Remember, I tell you Pastor Todd's going to be preaching next week and then week after that will be Brother Jim Darnell. Uh, we went from Hebrews, by the way. You thought we were done with Hebrews, right? Amen. He, the scriptures came from Hebrews. I thought that was awesome. Uh, but then, brother, uh, brother Todd will be with, uh, preaching next week, and then brother Jim. Uh, so, but I'll be back for the 17th. But pray for us as well. Let's pray. Close out the time together, Father. Again, we thank you for brother Larry, Mexico Ministries, everyone, bro, brother Carlos, brother Alex, all the pastors, leaders, their family, Lord, our brothers and sisters from down the road that joined us to worship and be here with us, Miss Roxanne, and and everyone that's here, Lord God, that today, Lord, that family life. Thank you for meeting their needs, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that the group of us get to go to Israel, Lord God, next week and the week after. We just pray for safe travels and that we would encounter you as we're in the Holy Land in a great and mighty way. Draw us closer to you, closer to each other, as well as this whole group uh, today, Lord, as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ. May you be glorified and may you continue to help those. Lord, I pray nobody leaves here today wanting to give up, Lord. I pray that they would persevere just as Job did, as Jose did, as Brother Larry and many others. May you give them the supernatural strength and grace they need as they leave today, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful and mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Uh, Brother Larry, he'll be down and we'll have him sit on the front row if you want to come meet him uh, before you
2: leave. Amen.
1: And Tickfall is a real place, whether you believe it
2: or not.